this morning, uh, we're going we're gonna to be looking at Proverbs chapter 4, and it'll be verses 1 through 9. And as you turn there, I want to um, just share something that was on my heart and, and um, give us an opportunity to pray with one another uh, again before we jump into the message. Um, and, it, and it's this. I, um, I was, on Mother's Day, it was easy to search for videos and things that we could use to highlight the incredible impact that mothers have on our life. How much wisdom they share with us, the grace that they have for us. Um, the tenderness that they have for us, right? Um, a lot of times we'll say, call mom and dad. Mom comes before dad in a lot of the ways that we uh, list them off. Uh, I tried to do a similar exercise and find a really encouraging and inspiring video for Father's Day. And what I found was was really pretty disheartening. It was, it was pretty heartbreaking. Um, I found a lot of people really angry about their father's. A lot of people very hurt by their fathers and harder to find inspirational things about fathers than inspirational things about mothers outside of dads catching babies and in the things that we, we saw in that video. But in terms of impact and influence and, and, and calling up into adulthood, there, there wasn't, there wasn't much. Uh, there was this one video that somebody shared with me. It said that 94% of of children would Google for advice before they ask their father for advice. And I understand that there are a lot of different reasons why this would happen. None of them uh, extraordinary, none of them great. Sometimes it's just convenience, and I understand that. But oftentimes, I know five years ago, the stat was that 40% of children were being born to unwed mothers. And so at the time of a child's birth, dad wasn't even committed to mom yet. And he may or may not ever be committed to mom yet. And then, um, and then there's, you know, divorce. And then, you know, there's loss of life. And uh, loss of life being the only one that isn't a result of just complete dismantling of, of God's structure and God's system and God's hope for us. Um, and then I think, I think one of the reasons is because we, we um, as a culture... Don't, don't always uh, trust our dad. Because what dad showed us wasn't trustworthy. And so I found that there, there was a lot of anger, disappointment, frustration. And um, I just, I felt like if we don't acknowledge that right up top at the top of this service, we, we'd miss something. Because today what I'm going to talk about is the role of fathers to help their children walk into understanding and the roles of sons and daughters to receive and guard what their fathers offer them. And so what I wanted to do, even before we jump into that, is I want to offer an opportunity for those of you who are, are angry, are frustrated, are um, hateful, maybe of your father, I just wanted to pray a prayer of forgiveness and just kind of cut the tie of unforgiveness and cut the tie of anger and hatred so that we can readily receive from, from God today. Does that make sense? 
So I know it's a hurtful thing. And if you're hurting, you probably didn't say amen. You're like, I don't know that I want to do that. And I, and I understand that. And here's my, expect, I don't expect that praying this prayer, it's not going to be hard tomorrow to walk in forgiveness. And I understand that in some ways we're just ripping the bandaid off and saying, hey, here's a hurt. But sometimes if we don't acknowledge that there's a hurt, we never find healing for the hurt. And we just instead try and figure out how to walk with it. Right? It's kind of like I, I figured out there was sugar in something I was drinking every single night. I found out the sugar, my, my, my joints ache if I, if I have too much sugar. So I've been drinking this thing that I thought was healthy every night to help me for about six to eight months. And I'm like, I hurt so bad. I'm not even eating anything good. Like all good food is gone from me. And I still hurt every night, but I was unwittingly drinking, you know, like a bag of Skittles every night, basically. And so no wonder I was waking up hurting, uh, but I was having to work around it. And I was, I was working against myself. I was working against my healthy diet, working against exercising, right? Cause we're going to be a healthier a year from now than we are today. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> father's day is a cheat day, by the way, it's universal, but with our hurts, with our unforgiveness, we're like, man, I got this wound. I got this hurt. And we, and it's like, it hurts so bad to even think about. It. I'm going to learn to work around it instead of acknowledge it. Because if I acknowledge it, I just, I'm afraid of what I'll uncover there. And so if you, if you are angry at your dad, hateful of your dad, unforgiving of your dad, uh, I invite you to pray with me now. And we're, we're going to release our fathers from the jail that exists in our heart and soul. Because while we intend to imprison them, you are the one imprisoned. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would give us the courage, the power, and the strength to forgive. To acknowledge, God, that you placed us sovereignly in the family that you've placed us in, under the care of the Father that you've given us. We recognize that you are a good Father. You are the ultimate good father and we ask that you would help us to walk in the freedom that you intend for us. Just in your own words, say, I forgive my father. I walk away from holding on to anger. I release my resentment. I release my hatred. Not even because I feel like it today, but God, because you've forgiven me so greatly. And I extend that forgiveness to others for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Uh, Solomon is going to share with us some, some wisdom that he received from his father. Now, this is really cool because last week, Pastor Brett preached a message on, on Solomon, how God came to Solomon in a dream. And at the age of 13, when God came to Solomon, God's like, ask anything you want, and I'm going to give it to you. And Solomon said, I want wisdom. What 13-year-old asks for wisdom? Not this one, right? <laughs> and so Solomon asked for wisdom in his dreams, and God is pleased to give it to him. But where does that idea come from? We're about to figure out where that idea come from here in Proverbs chapter 4. Read with me. It'll be on the screen, or you can turn there. Or you, if you haven't turned there yet, um, just Google it. 
Hear, O O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast to my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland and she will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Father, help us today in Jesus' name. Amen. In this, we see both instruction to fathers and instruction to sons or children. It is the son's job or responsibility in this to treasure the words that the father speaks to him, to guard these words or to keep these words, protect these words, hold close to these words. And it's the father's job to give him something to hold fast to. In order, fathers, for us to be able to say with boldness, listen to me and hold tight to what I have to say, or hold fast to what I have to say, or boy, listen up. Don't forget. We need to live in such a way that we can speak with that kind of boldness and correctness that our children can trust what's coming from us. See, I, in, in, my, in my own life, this means that I don't want my kids to have to sort through what dad said and what dad meant to say. Or what dad lived and what dad said and which one was true. Dad said, forgive, but I saw him walk in unforgiveness my whole life. Dad said, don't take that from your sister, but he saw dad take this from the people in the community. I heard dad say, don't be angry, but he was yelling at me angrily when he said it. <laughs> That's the most humbling moment when you're like, stop yelling at each other. And you're like, ah, y'all got that one honest. You know, like, have a good attitude. You know, one time I was preaching to the 180. I was, it was the first time I had guest spoken anywhere. It was our, our, our youth retreat. And I was in front of the middle schoolers. And I was talking about the grace and the peace of God. And, and I had this moment where I saw myself preaching about the grace and truth of God. And I looked so angry. It was so funny. It's like God showed me to myself being like, the peace of God is awesome. <laughs> and like, I'm like, why aren't these kids getting excited? You know, because they were all scared of me. <laughs> and I was just being excited. I wasn't trying to be angry. I was just, ex- my face was wrong. <laughs> but it was like, it's so good. You want this. And it came off like, you want this. You know, <laughs> But like, so I want my kids to be able to drink from a stream where they don't have to wonder, what's that really mean right now? And in order for my kids to drink from that kind of stream, I need to drink from that kind of stream so that that's what comes through me. Right? So what kind of stream are we drinking from? Here's, here's, uh, here's something that scares me. I'm meeting more and more men who say, no, I don't want to 
make my kids think the way that I think. And it's like, well, if you think that way, that's probably a good thing. Because it's weak. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to let them decide for themselves. Okay, so you're just going to let anybody tell them what to believe? Because Beyonce and Jay-Z aren't sitting back going, oh, no, I'll let somebody else decide how they should live. Right? Game of Thrones is going to disciple your kids? The internet? Really? If the internet's discipling your kids on what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman, we're in serious trouble. The reality is all we can do is hold the information out for our kids and model it for them and show them that this is a delightful thing that we ought to to desire. That's all we can. Your kid's going to have to make up their mind anyway. You might as well give them everything that you've already decided and, and give them a heads up. Give them a head start. Thank God my dad didn't make me figure everything out myself. Right? You know, and knowledge is, you know, you build on it. And so the things that my parents experienced, the things that my parents have walked through, I get to shortcut a lot of these things. I still have to do it for myself, but I've got, I've got the cheat codes. Cheat codes, that's something you use. Do they still do cheat codes? No. Now they make you pay for it. Cheat codes was like back in the 90s when video games were video games. Like the early, late 80s. 90s, and you got to be like, right, right, left, right, select, boom. And then, you know, like you beat the game. It's, it was great. But, oh, well, I always lost the game. I was terrible. But the wisdom that we collect from our parents, it's like the, light, the cheat codes for life. It's the cheat codes for life. It's like, Dad, you learned that? I'm going to take this and learn from that. Thank goodness you learned that that's a bad idea. And I won't do it. And then sometimes we're like, I hear you, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm better than you. And I'm going to do it anyway. And then we realize I'm not better than you. I should have listened. <laughs> Life's funny, isn't it? Solomon's father, David, had such courage because of his relationship with Jesus. He was able to speak to Solomon and say, son, listen to me. You've seen my life. You've seen my walk. You've seen me do this. Don't depart from this. What do you have to offer your kids? You know what's surprising to me? And it's kind of embarrassing. It's like how hard it is to hit pause and have those conversations with your kid. And that's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is I watched my wife do it the other day and I was like, oh, dang. That's my job. Right? You know, it's, it's not any harder than, than hitting, hitting pause and, and being like, hey, what, what's hard for you right now? At 10. Right? What's hard for you right now at 5? They'll have something. It's something silly to you and me. But to them, it's real. And you open up this, this dialogue and you're able to say, hey, you know what? It was hard for me too. And swim team. You know, the water is cold. (laughs) I feel you. And you know what else? Daddy still doesn't want to wake up early to go, I know it's good for me. Daddy doesn't want to eat peas. Those things are proof of sin in the world. As a side note, I had some revelation about bacon this week. 
I was so excited about the bacon and the toaster oven. You know, Jesus said, you know, the sheet lowered in front of Peter and he's like, kill and eat, right? So he didn't just say eat it. He said, kill it. So you got to just pound. You got to kill it. You got to pound it. Just eat so much. That's what, I think that's what the Bible says. (laughs) Trust me, I'm a pastor. Just kidding. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. It's terrible. No, it's not true. (laughs) Joints a lake. But um, it's, it's our job to, to, to hit that pause button. Gentlemen, hit that pause button and impart something intentionally or they will grow up on accident. So the next step, it becomes the son's job to gain more wisdom says gain wisdom don't leave her love her hold it close and wisdom will be a sentry or a guard over you it will watch over you and protect you i'm thankful for the wisdom that kept me from going to some parties i'm thankful for the wisdom that taught me to date my wife every week even when we can't afford it Right? I'm thankful for the wisdom that I, that I captured watching my parents. He'd come home from being out of town all week, and then he would date my mom in the kitchen. And I think that's where I, I, I'm just realizing this on stage. Did you guys have nachos? <laughs> Boom! My life makes sense! I saw my dad having nachos with my mom after being all week. He just fellowship. It all makes sense! Happy Father's Day. (laughs) That's hilarious. But see how this works? You just catch it on accident. You just catch it on accident. And it's like, wait a second. They took this time or they'd come home from the airport and they had a doggy bag. I didn't know they served good food on an airplane. They don't. They stopped at the restaurant on the way home. Right? I saw him do that. And so we're new in our marriage and we're trying to figure this out. And we're like, we're dating. He's like, we don't have money for it. I don't care. We're dating. This is what we do. And, and you, you grab it. And so you gain it. But to gain it, you've got to look for it. And you've got to sort through. And you've got to sift through. You're going to hear a whole lot of things. Even more so now with social media and 24-hour news cycles about what's wise and what's what not wise. But wisdom is proved by the results. And so you can look at it. Don't just grab it because it sounds good. You, know, you can, you could kind of like trust but verify kind of thing. That sounds wise, but what's the result of this? What's the trajectory of this? What's the fruit that this bears long term? The fruit of nachos is a long, how long y'all been married? Enough, what? 42 years? So, hey, I'm good with some nachos. So you got trajectory. It's a good trajectory, right? So, so I'm just... <laughs> It's the son's job to gain more wisdom and to protect it and guard it and say, no, 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 this is valuable. I'm going to protect this. I'm not going to compromise here. I'm not going to sacrifice here. I'm going to pour into this. I'm going to sow into this. I'm going to protect it, even if something else is more enticing later on. All right, so it becomes the, oh, no, I'm going to say this first. It also is the son's job to, to, uh, to gain more understanding. 
prize her and hug her and hold that understanding so close. Understanding is going to be my friend. Um, the, praying for understanding is, is kind of a season that I'm in right now. I am. Um, I played football only my junior year of high school. I didn't understand the game until three years later. <laughs> right? So, like, I, I, I got injured, and that's why I didn't play again. But I, I knew the p- plays, and I knew what my part was in the play, but I didn't understand the play. Right? So I was a tight end. So sometimes I would pull, and I'd run over here, and I, there was always somebody in the way. And my job was just just plow into them. What I didn't understand is how it's opening up a hole for somebody else to run through. And sometimes it was a real hole for somebody to run through. And sometimes it was a pretend one so we could trick them. But I didn't understand all of that. I didn't understand the rules. I didn't understand how, how to do it. I didn't understand even like how to cheat a little bit. <laughs> and I pull on their jersey or bump into them. I didn't know until it was too late. And I don't want to miss right now. And we ought not want to miss right now. God will give you understanding for your right now season. God will help you understand what it means to be a man or a woman of God right now. If we would ask. But how often do we say, God, you're like, we, we do it kind of like, God, I figured it out. This is what you need to do. <laughs> and he's sitting here going, uh, do you want to know what you should do? Do you want to know how what you're supposed to do fits into the picture right now? Because I know what's coming in 30 years. I know what's coming in 40 years. I know what's coming next week. And so it's our job to seek out that understanding, to gain that understanding. And I'll say that it's a father's job to show that it's worth gaining. You know, it, it's, a, it's like... I'll do vegetables again just because it's light and easy, right? But it's like if my kids saw me eating vegetables and I'm going to be like, you got to eat your vegetables. They're really good for you. <laughs> like certain vegetables make me like shiver <laughs> if I'm not like really self-controlled. Anybody else have that problem? Thank you, David Jenkins. Even if you're lying. But they make me shiver. And so I'm sitting here and I'm eating it. But I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good for you. (laughs) You know, and you're like, and this will give you a great life and make you real fit. And I'm always like, oh. (laughs) They're like, yeah, sure, dad. That sounds great. I want to eat vegetables. You're making this really appealing. Thank you. You really make me want understanding, dad. You know, if you're hauling off and angry and kicking the dog and throwing stuff and, and, or, or absent, What makes what you have worth desiring? The opposite of that is to chase after Jesus. Allow him to work a new thing in your heart and soul. To form you into a new creation. To make you a dad that inspires and encourages and layers hope and layers joy, layers destiny. And it's not just, son, you're great and you're going to be great. It's, son, God is amazing and he has a huge plan and he's got a part for you in this. And you're going to be great in it. Right? If it's just about your kid being great, 
What do they do when they fail their test? What's their value? If it's about them being, if it's about your kid being like the height of greatness, what happens when they fall short? What happens when they stumble or fall? What happens if they break up or get dumped? Was that as great as they could be? But if you make it about God's greatness, we make it about God's goodness and how they fit into God's plan. Now we're giving them something that'll sustain them through every season of life. Through those easy seasons and through those hard seasons. Through those, through those enough and not enough seasons. As we do this, we'll grow. Because wisdom will in turn exalt you, honor you, and place a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of beauty. This would be impossible except Jesus who loves us so desperately when we reject him, who picks us up when we fall, who's forgiven every sin, who's wiped away, who will wipe away every tear, who sustains us and gives us life and hope, gives meaning to this life beyond this time that we have, this short time that we have together. Jesus is our understanding. He is our wisdom. And we ought to joyfully and willfully surrender to him so we can drink fully of him and in turn have something to give to our kids. Amen.